often uh, people ask during these sessions i'm talking of beach office camp that um, we have some questions so um, we don't have a question answer session for a very simple reason uh, apart from these camps being like a series where things flow but more importantly when we have gone through the life divine which probably chapter wise summary may take about 5 years if we take two camps in february and august and all questions will be answered and even those questions which we never raised that is the beauty of the life divine shobindo raises those questions which we dare not even to ask for example we accept that well man is uh, uh, suffering because of his sins in the past and we accept it we never question that why you made this law why you made us ignorant creatures and then after that you are condemning us that you sinned you sinned it's like somebody is made weak and after he falls he says see 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 you fell neither we are we have the knowledge nor we have the will to start with and then to punish god is out there and he is punishing and rewarding these questions we don't dare to ask because you know we feel uh, no no it's not good to <laughs> if god gets angry <laughs> i think the one thing which he cannot do is get angry or if i put it like that what may seem like is anger also or wrath is also is grace and a blessing so but these are questions and many valid questions why creation has come into existence at all partly is answering so he all the questions are discussed at great length and right now each chapter is condensed form as i said he will expand further expand he is like an artist who will keep filling details keep filling details people often ask why the life divine had to be revised so this is the reason that from 14 to 19 many things were happening but then he wanted to give as much as possible so every little detail is filled up the mechanism of rebirth for example one of the questions evil and pain no one has taken this question at such length as shurvinda has taken and answered so we we should just wait and all the questions will be answered or we can read through the life divine so now we come to the next chapter chapter 7 the ego and the dualities so basically what we have read so far is that this world is sachidanand manifested it outwardness as shubhendu says this world is god fulfilled in outwardness and this in material creation it seems so if you just take a look even in animal creation yes god's play moment human beings come something happens somehow it looks like what has gone wrong in the play see look at creation before the animal has come even the leaping of the tiger over the deer devouring the deer the next moment there is silence and there is the chirping of birds after a while and then the deer is running again on the plain within few minutes and then you see the tiger sitting over there it's it all gives a very different feel except when man comes because man wants to know the play and he starts his journey with a very small and narrow consciousness that's when problem starts and this is where we see this uh, first this this shlok from swetashwatar upanishad is named after the rishi swetashwatar it's not 
Svetashwatar, that is the white horse. It is the name of the Rishi is Svetashwatar, the Upanishad is in his name. The soul seated on the same tree of nature is absorbed and deluded and has sorrow because it is not the Lord. See how we feel helpless. I wish I could do this, I wish I could, I wish this could happen, I wish that could happen. Why do we wish it? Because we wish, I wish it had happened like this. And if we look into that wish entirely, go deep behind, so we'll see that we dream of a perfect world. And we don't know how to make it. So when we look at the world, it looks as a contrast to what we deeply believe, want, hope, wish it to be. And that contrast is what creates tragedy. So there are two kinds of people who don't experience happiness. Those who are stone-like, they don't care that they are rolling stones, not the group, uh, music group, but they are going around gathering moths, entering life is like that. The other is the gods. They have the blueprint. They are, this is happening, but doesn't matter, next life. But we don't know. We are in between the stone and the god. So therefore we are unhappy and the measure of our tragedy is actually the measure of the ideal that we conceive and the physical reality as we experience it. If you ask anybody, do you want disease? You'll say no. Someone recently was writing to me that I think I don't deserve such a blow. I said nobody deserves a blow. Ideally if you ask, it should not be there. There is nothing like deserving a blow. Blow should not be there on anyone. So this is how, but yet they come. So ego, ego means our self as we identify with a limited formation of nature. It looks at life very differently. Ego is like that person who is, has the whole mansion given to him, but he refuses to move out of a small little room which he finds a table on the room dirty and he keeps pointing, Oh my God, this is a dirty room. Okay, start cleaning, at least start from there. And he forgets all the vastness that is behind and around and above him. This is what the ego does. It is a small little, like a pinpoint. Nature creates the sense of self. This is me. And then we strengthen that me through our Identity cards. That's how life becomes more and more imprisoned. So, this is what he says, that the soul seated on the same tree of nature is absorbed and deluded and has sorrow because it is not the Lord. But, when it sees and is in union with that other self and greatness of it, which is the Lord, then sorrow passes away from it. So what is that other self? Is the Svetashutar Upanishad, the Dwasuparna, the two birds. So one is sitting and eating the fruit and some it finds nice. It is very happy. Ah. Then another lychee it opens, it is bitter. Who has given me this bitter? But then it hopes maybe the third lychee will be better. It is better. The fourth one is bitter. So it says, then it looks above and sees itself seated above but it's simply enjoying it's full of joy and he says what is what is she doing and it's the same two poises one is the soul in ignorance 
and the other is soul awakening to the knowledge that all this is the divine so this is how of course central being and psychic being whichever way we want to put it one is it is not lord anish so when the soul is in a state of ignorance anish anish it's not lord it's at the mercy of nature every thought suggestion feeling it is driven by that then it is unhappy it takes its share of happiness and its share of unhappiness but when it becomes ish the lord that's why it is seated above the tree of nature then it rejoices because it's the master of the play it is the same difference between playing a game when you don't know it you find yourself in the middle of a lot of people who make comments know that oh i wish sachin had done this oh i wish he okay supposing suddenly the cricket field came in front and sachin says bhaiya please bat in my position <laughs> no i have actually experienced it while learning cricket i thought what is there and i was learning it first time when you know district level team and first ball out second ball out third ball i said this the crashing of my dream of cricket it's not <laughs> not my school level cricket that because then you realize come to grip with those realities which but when you are above sachin he has mastered it he would say bacche wala ball so this is the difference between being a slave of nature and a master of nature dwasuparna so shivindra says if all is in truth sachidanand all is god death suffering suffering evil limitation can only be the creations and look what how shivindra writes this is so beautiful positive in practical effect negative in a sense of a distorting consciousness which has fallen from the total and unifying knowledge of itself into some error of division and partial experience mark the words what a perfect perfection he says sachi if sachidanand is the reality already he has built up that whole thing then in that case evil and suffering can only be due to some distorting medium and then he says something interesting distorting medium is negative in a sense it's something negative which is distorting but still its effect is positive positive in effect so when milani devi writes to shirbindo or rather shirbindo writes to her about when a brother had passed away he says there what can one say in times of grief like this only thing i can tell you is to have faith in god who brings good out of evil so positive in effect but negative in essence of that distorting medium so in shirbindo's uh, metaphysical thought if we may say this world is an illusion but not in the sense of a non existing reality but that it distorts the reality so this is a basic difference and this how the mother describes very simple terms so if it is a distortion you can set it right and if it is a non existing something then you have to step out of it or god knows who steps out because you yourself are an illusion as we said so what is that distortion it's like this is a beautiful uh, bookmark or a page something is written on it beautiful supposing you crumple it and you want to read it now all the letters have got jumbled you can't make sense out of it so the way is to straighten it that's why in the isha upanishad ya agni is invoked agne naya supathar aaye 
and then he says make the crooked straight you said no no we are not crooked we are crooked if we don't see sachidanand we are crooked something in us is distorted it is not showing us things as we should see them there are people who end up seeing hostile forces in the whole world you have to tell bhaiya we are here to see the divine in this whole creation even behind what is hostile that's all that famous story of chinmayi and shobindo says and the mother says after that story that basically shobindo always believed in oneness and wanted us to base on that one vision but if we cannot see it it is because something distorts the reality so basically we are suffering from cataract from birth and this cataract needs to be operated so this what he is revealing to us that when we look at the world from a divided from me perspective is it good for me or not but when we look at it from the larger perspective is it good for the person or not is it good for the world or not then the whole thing begins to change one example is a soldier who dies on the battlefield or let's say ah okay we can take this example his wife his family may say that look here god ne what has he done with me but when you look at the larger perspective look at his soul it chose to go through the portals of virgati can there be anything greater for a person struggling as a soldier this is a great consummation look at from the larger perspective of the nation when a man falls to the last bullet and safeguards the pass like baji prabhu when we read baji prabhu's story imagine what his wife would have felt he goes distorting medium oh and look what his wife would feel when she would read something like shobindo's poem this is this is the basic difference and another place where it comes very beautifully where shobindo in ulupi his poem contrasts these two ulupi arjun goes stays for one year with her and he has a child from through ulupi but then arjun is a hero he can't stay he is born for great deeds so shobindo describes that night the next day arjun has to go and ulupi tells him i know i am very happy with you but i know that you must go you are not born to remain tied to me and you know have a child and raise a family i know you are not meant for this and then arjun tries to tell her no no live in the moment it's okay you know let's enjoy this moment she says okay <laughs> i know this moment but i know that your journey lies elsewhere so he contrasts the vision of the ego where the wife is feeling so unhappy because imagine marrying arjun and she has to let him go and with her soul understanding where she says yes you must go and fulfill your destiny so this is where we have the ego vision which is regarded as this is the fall of man typified in the poetic parable of the hebrew genesis so what is that genesis story we all know adam and eve met together they were living in innocent holiness they did no sin so they went by the prerna when they got the prerna they were together they didn't question the prerna and then one day this game cannot go on like this so it seems as the story goes the devil tempted and she gave him an apple to eat and he ate the apple and it was forbidden don't eat anything enjoy everything don't eat it 
and he ate the apple and they fell they were driven out this is the story but the story is very interesting shubindu says that god drives us out of every eden so that crossing a desert of moras we may find a greater paradise so they are driven adam and eve and they ended up making apple computers because that memory of apple is still <laughs> how much the world gained because they were driven so the world benefited because adam and eve and they started idolizing what could be an ideal relation now they have to build everything consciously innocent holiness unconscious goodness must evolve into conscious goodness born out of the divine impulsion so this is the story of the fall and the fall is basically the divided and dividing ego consciousness that fall is the deviation from the full and pure acceptance of god and himself or rather of god in himself it is very difficult to understand the life of the rishis except through this small little parable they accepted the impulsion of god in themselves they acted you see when the river rises in its greatness and floods and drowns the plain it doesn't say oh my god should i do this should i not do this mandakini becomes prachanda devi yes how see that fullness is there in when we read vyasa's mahabharat we see many of these characters living with the fullness of a god so bhim when he kills 100 children of um, dhritrast gandhari tells him ek ko to chhod dena tha what a cruel person you are you should have at least left one for my old age and you know bhim's reply bhim lives by the impulsion of the divine within him he says if you had mate i respect you but if you had 200 sons i would have killed all of them because they were standing with the dharma now when you read this all the apologetics about goodness and you know violence non violence goes for a six because bhim is following his nature which never occurs that bhim is doing something wrong because bhim is following the natural impulsion like prerna of the god rising within him to conquer and finish whatever is a dharma bhim knows no other rule that's why when narayana astri shot by ashwatthama everybody is sri krishna says bow down bow down you can't confront bhim true to his own law he says how can it be bhim never bows before anyone he wants to fight and the narayana astri becomes more and more intense why because the only way to fight narayana narayana astri is bow down that is means the ego must surrender in humility so shri krishna jumps to his chariot catches his neck and tells him bow down and makes him bow down and then the uh, fury stops so he is moved by the divine impulsion baji prabhu abhimanyu when we read these stories and many of these rishis but now this is the state of pristine purity of early humanity but slowly slowly as the mental being develops and reason develops good and bad come into the play should i or should i not so then there is the fall but this is important because then we have to arrive at a conscious becoming into a dividing consciousness which brings with it all the train of the dualities life and death good and evil joy and pain completeness and want the fruit of a divided being the strange part is very often what we feel sorrow about another person feels happy about the same event so this i realized when in competition if mci got through 
and everybody was very happy for a moment i felt so many imams and they would be feeling sad because their children did not pass. see my joy is somebody's sorrow strange this is how when we look at life in vastness then all our uh, scales fall off when we identify it with the cosmic consciousness then all this becomes insignificant somebody dies but that person is preparing to be born in somebody else's house so all this is the but we have lost that so therefore the double fruit this is the fruit which adam and eve who are adam and eve in indian story purusha and prakriti prakriti tempts purusha is sitting like this witness i am meditating prakriti makes a very nice dish food brings to purusha so purusha is still meditating then she says it's your favorite food just try it one once see what it will do so purusha comes and takes a bite and then he says when are you going to next make this dish so this is how purusha and prakriti prakriti draws the purusha out of its state of witness but when purusha flows into prakriti then prakriti also starts getting redeemed so this is the whole story of purusha and prakriti this half the story i have held back the full story the soul tempted by nature have eaten purusha is eaten now after eating like narad muni he went to fetch water for krishna he meets a girl who says muni thoda pani pilo have little water okay okay fine he forgot he was supposed to fetch water for krishna so he drinks the water and he says nearby is my kutia why don't you come have some food after some time narad muni marries has children <laughs> one day there is a great tragedy and children die there is a fire and everything is gutted down and narad says what a cruel god you are if at all you are there what have you done to me and he hears krishna saying i'll answer that question narad but right now i am thirsty for 12 years i am waiting for that water which you went to bring for me you give me the water i'll explain to you everything i know i owe an explanation to you so narad gave the water the story ends there but krishna keeps his promise so the life divine is the explanation of krishna to all the naradas in modern world asking questions to the lord so the redemption so how can it be redeemed not by simply escaping the redemption comes by the recovery of the universal in the individual how beautiful if we want to escape this law of suffering and pain we must first make our consciousness vast and it is so beautiful even at a very human level you know when like up now it's so nice i think people have changed transformed so chappals don't disappear but there was a time when they used to disappear i don't know willingly or unwillingly no everybody has experienced dining room <laughs> now things are organized also so when they disappear you have two attitudes to take one is the egoistic attitude see this place god's place you you had just got the new chapel and it disappeared other is vaster attitude this is a place of yoga learn the lesson 
You lost your chappal, somebody has gained it. Who needed it more? Simple. Period. Okay, okay. This is how you teach yoga? Yes, through practice. <laughs> Next time when people say, what is the practice of yoga? This is the practice of yoga in real life. Isn't it? When we become vast, when we identify this person who has taken is also like my brethren. So what is there? It's okay. Not that you should allow yourself to be cheated. But at the same time, a vaster consciousness looks at things very differently. So this is why he says, how it can be redeemed? By recovery of the universal in the individual, not by abandoning. By recovering that vastness in the individual. And of the spiritual term in the physical consciousness. When we begin to see in everything the will of God operating in so many things. So then it becomes easy. That is the redemption. Then alone the soul in nature can be allowed to partake of the fruit of the tree of life. And be as the divine and live forever. So that after a bite, as I told that story of Steve Jobs... Searching for that bite, stay hungry, stay foolish. But once we universalize the consciousness, then the divine says, now you can have the full fruit. Because everybody's joy becomes your joy. That's how Swami Vivekananda explained universal consciousness. You're not unhappy because somebody is happy at your cost. Because you know that that is also another Narayana in another body. So when we begin to live like that, then life becomes beautiful. That story of the uh, monk in whose home a thief came and he won't find anything. And then suddenly he is going, cursing the monk and monk says, hold on, hold on, hold on. There is a gold bowl there which somebody had given me. You have not looked there. Oh, he picks up the bowl and rushes. Next day he comes with the bowl. <laughs> says, keep this bowl. You must be having some treasure, much more costly that you could give away balls so freely. I want that treasure. <laughs> he says, how could you just give it away? He says, for that treasure, you have to not only leave the bowl, but you have to leave this, <laughs> your own, all the time preoccupied with me and mine, then you will get that treasure. So this is the same thing. It's a outlook which changes. Of course, the will of the transcendent, all that will come to later. But first training is to universalize. And then, <clears throat> beautiful, 57, page 57. So, you know, we see in live discord, people are fighting, quarreling. So, you know, many people give up. What is this life? Either they will take Vairagya or they will go somewhere else. Again fight, quarrel and again somewhere else, again fight and quarrel. But if you stay on to understand what is this discord due to and change yourself and change yourself, not the other person, slowly you will discover a deeper source of understanding. That's why the discord is like the musician in the beginning, he does tuck tuck with the tabla. And if you have, don't have patience, you say, what is this classical? This is classical music. You say, wait man, wait. Be patient. Or he'll do that. And you say, what is this? Wait man, wait. Sir, how long? As long as you can wait. Wait with patience. 
एंड देन स्लोली रंग चढ़ता है नशा होता है एंड द सितार एंड द तबला एंड द जुगलबंदी ट्रांसपोर्ट यू टू एन द वर्ल्ड सो दैट इज वॉट ही डिस्क्राइब्स टू सचिदानंद एक्सटेंडेड इन ऑल थिंग्स इन वाइडेस्ट कॉमनैलिटी एंड इम्पार्शल यूनिवर्सैलिटी डेथ सफरिंग ईविल एंड लिमिटेशन कैन ओनली बी एट द मोस्ट रिवर्स टर्म्स शेडो फॉर्म्स ऑफ देयर ल्यूमिनस ऑपोजिट्स इट्स नॉट दैट सचिदानंद से दिस डजेंट एग्जिस्ट इट इज ओ दिस इज अ डिस्टोर्शन ऑफ वॉट आई हैव विल्ड दिस इज शेडो दिस मस्ट बी चेंज्ड he doesn't condemn or discard it that's why god comes becomes ram and takes the challenge of ravan if he has to kill ravan it is very easy he will say abracadabra and probably some lightning will fall and ravan will die but ravan is originally a bhakta of the lord so he comes takes all the pains even mata sita goes with him why because they want to transmute ravan back into what he originally is this is the redemption story killing ravan is the easiest thing he doesn't have to take birth he could have just hanuman uh, inspired by would have given him one mustika and he would have died no he tries to change because this is the redemption of things from they have fallen ravan is fallen from uh, jay vijay and then he must go back to that state he doesn't want to destroy ravan or rather when ravan is killed he changes into the bhakta of the lord this the story of redemption so sachidanand sees merei banda hai kya kar raha hai Vishnu sees. He doesn't see. Oh, Ravan, the bad, bad guy. He says, "Poor fellow. He did one mistake. He is cursed, fallen, with Karuna in his heart. He goes all the way through Dandakaran. Look at the compassion in Lord Rama's heart. Situations are created. He abandons the kingdom. With Mata Sita goes. He says, 'You, yes, I know. If you come along, maybe your love will change him.'" and ravan is attracted by her and she goes with him let's see maybe you will change because of love that you have for me in your heart but his love is an asuric love it wants for its his own sake then finally ram has to come and then he is changed so this is the how sachidananda sees rama as sachidanand doesn't say sachidanand ram this is meaningless this utterly play i don't care he sees the distortion wants to change it as these things are felt by us they are notes of a discord those who don't know the full story will say what kind of creature has been created that's why ramayana begins with the fall from jay vijay and every story has a still further story so this is how one has to look at life the way god looks at life he does not say this is okay this is good everything is fine he says there is discord and he wants to tune it mother says whatever is or creates harmony is dear to me she says that it's not uh, and this one place he says truth is supreme harmony and delight it brings harmony that is its nature and he keeps striving for harmony so this is initial discord and then page 57 next para at first however we must strive to relate the individual again to the harmony of the totality first thing we must reclaim always keep the vaster larger picture in our to the totality 
that brings such an humbling effect just to think that it's not only for you your life is not meant only for you there is a larger purpose there is a greater cause there are people around how can you just think only about yourself selfishly life teaches us that and that is the first thing totality there it is necessary for us otherwise there is no issue from the problem to realize that the terms in which our present consciousness renders the values of the universe though practically justified for the purposes of human experience and progress are not the sole terms in which it is possible to render them and may not be the complete the right the ultimate formula this shobindo says may not be because he is proceeding logically that you think you are right and he thinks he is right she thinks she is right but what does the lord think that is important and we don't know what the lord thinks so we must try to touch that consciousness see things in that vision then life changes and then he gives a very beautiful example this has its value for the moment but it is not the ultimate value and he gives a beautiful example that look at the sense organs according to the sense organs sun rises from the east and sets in the west and the earth is flat and it is stable static try to tell a person earth is moving why because i have read in physics astrophysicists tell us don't be crazy and then if you say it is moving at such a speed i have forgotten the speed my god so many thousand miles per minute is mind boggling you say look here don't become illogical if it is moving what should happen to me i should be dizzy i should be moving but i see i am standing still that is the story of the buddha becoming still as well as moving so you can't convince logically so sense organs knowledge has its own place you can't walk thinking earth is moving because then you will say okay then why should i go i will wait america will come after a rotation <laughs> i'll just we will obviously na bolte train chut gayi train chuti nahi aap chut gaye train train has left train you are left behind train has gone its way <laughs> so it's a way we look at life and so he says on the next page page 58 certainly the practical values given us by our senses and by the dualistic sense mind must hold good in their field and be accepted as the standard for ordinary life experience until a larger harmony is ready so they said don't touch snake saying shiv ji ka hai unless you are shiva then you can take it and put it around don't try prematurely this is for only so every image of shiva they must write that only performed by experts snake is there you know don't try that so there is but what it what does shiva indicate we can rise to that level of consciousness right now i am not so my practical values of good and bad hold but at present if i stay here forever then my evolution stops and all creation comes to help me move towards that so here he says something very interesting 
to enlarge the sense faculties without the knowledge that would give the old sense values their right interpretation from the new standpoint might lead to serious disorders and incapacities might unfit for practical life and for the orderly and disciplined use of reason so that's why abnormally when people suddenly have these visions and this thing they don't understand the totality it can create another kind of disorder like that person who heard that all is god and went out and when uh, elephant is coming he says that well i have learnt a lesson i must try it i am brahman elephant is brahman what can brahman do to brahman and then the mahavat says get from the way you fool you are a fool i wish you could go to my guruji and learn that soham asmi tattvam asi i am god i am brahman and this too is brahman what can brahman do he says one last time i don't know all this but before he can this man is stubborn and he is thrown away and he goes crying to his guru he says why did you do this to me you taught me a wrong lesson he said no i taught you correctly you misapplied it see world suffers a lot due to misapplication of truth that's why knowledge which is only by reading some book it doesn't it's not true knowledge it cannot be we misapply it like we quote the mother mother says and on top of it they will say mother says so mother says so mother has herself said right understanding how it develops so that's where the master says fool yes i told you all is brahman so why don't you listen to the mahavat brahman so there is a totality through which we have to experience life we have to grow in that consciousness if we don't grow and start applying it we will misapply it a lot of it will create confusion that's why this knowledge is not given easily it was given after lot of uh readiness and preparedness and the mother says that now it is all available so you people think you have read therefore you know no it has to be applied in life practiced this no doubt few lines below this no doubt is the root of the injunction imposed in the gita on the man who has the knowledge not to disturb the life basis and thought basis of the ignorant for impelled by his example but unable to comprehend the principle of his action they would lose their own system of values without arriving at a higher foundation this incidentally is one of the problems of uh, the transformation mother says at one place she writes in one of her notes that she is pondering what kind of disorder will come when superman will come man has disturbed the order of the animal kingdom and she says superman when he comes he is going to disturb the order of the mental world initially this what will happen it will create a kind of initial confusion because all the old values will go but the new is yet to emerge fully so there will be a period of transition when all of us will be beings of transition neither here nor there and yet nowhere and everywhere so we'll stop with this and continue tomorrow so for 23rd if somebody is wants to go to savitri bhavan in the vehicle and has not yet given the name please give the name for the vehicle
and even if you are going on your own vehicle still give the name because for the snacks there of course we'll all share because we'll practice totality so, thank you